Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition, and we have a very special show for you today. We're talking with none other than Mr. George Ross. George worked in the Trump Organization as an executive vice president, and he was Donald's right-hand man for close to 47 years. I spoke with George earlier this week, and George actually spoke with the president earlier this week. The president called George on Sunday night to check in on him and see how he was doing. Listen to my conversation with George. Good evening, George. Good evening, if you can call it that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's an evening. My, how our world has changed in a matter of weeks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nobody could have figured it. And, uh, you know, you can't see the end of it. You can only speculate. Absolutely. We'll do the best we can. Absolutely. Great to have you here again, George. Even under these circumstances, it's good to be here, and I'm glad to add anything that I can to uh, what's a, a chaotic situation. Absolutely. Well, let's dive right in. So I think COVID-19 is pretty much going to be the theme for tonight because almost for all sure. of the questions relate to that in one form or another. Now, I know you were a little too young to be around during the time of the Spanish flu. Absolutely. But uh, well, my father was born in 1917. He wouldn't have remembered it, of course, but he would have just intersected it by a year. What have you seen in your lifetime so far? There was the polio outbreaks in the 19, in the 1950s. No, uh, uh, that's, that's good. You can do polio outbreaks of others. You haven't seen, uh, basically, you haven't, they never came out or, or what with a virus such as this with the effect that it had. The main issue that comes out of it is it is very unpredictable. And you don't know how long it takes to incubate, how long it's going to take to last, and when it's going to do. It's you don't have enough uh, enough information to be guided, where you can make an intelligent evaluation. And the the fact that you can't make an intelligent evaluation creates a, a state of panic. Well, unlike polio, which eventually, with a vaccine and, and achieving herd immunity through the vaccine. Yeah, but the, again, but polio, the problem, polio with this point, it, it had. Uh, symptoms which you could take and it also at the point didn't have the uh, uh, it was, wasn't as, as as it didn't have as many deaths involved with people got maimed and what have you sure and they couldn't couldn't operate but it didn't take the same uh, pattern or have the same pattern as this this virus today absolutely that's a problem also also the fact you have to understand is that you have so much mass communication now uh, that you, that every everybody that's got an idea anywhere comes up and t- says something, and if you're listening to it, you have a tendency to believe someone you want to believe, and they're all basically saying uh, it's a horrible situation, it's horrible, we don't know what's going to, and they're not wrong, but it creates a, a panic that may be unjustified to an extent. So that's my feeling on it. All the the this virus basically is probably there are a tremendous amount of people which are there, which are infected by it, but don't know anything about it and don't have any of the symptoms. That's part of the the major problem. Now, and if in fact they are being tested, which they are now, and you have a mass amount of tests, you got new cases, but these are not new cases in my mind. They're old cases, just didn't know them. In other words, they already had the infection. So the ones that that they have that are really critical are, uh, aren't that major, many. In other words, the, the, the death rate compared to the amount of, of uh, viruses or uh, cases you're finding is not great, because, but there's a lot more cases out there, and I don't think the death rate is going to change. 
dramatically, percentage-wise. I'm not being uh, flippant about it by any means. It's serious. But the the fact that the, uh, the the virus basically has a greater effect on elderly people with immune with weakened immune systems, that's fine. That's any virus, including flu. Uh, that you're going to have people that have a pre-existing condition. Sure, that's going to be a, a a problem. You don't have enough uh, information to indicate what the trend is going to be and how it's, it's going to play out. They know, or seem to know, that uh, yes, it's very contagious. There's no question about that. How is it? How is it uh, conveyed? Is it conveyed merely by touching it? Is it conveyed by? Is it over the basically by air? Or they know now that the part of it is can be can last on surfaces. How long it lasts, they don't really know. So until you can pin down how it's being spread, it's hard to uh, come up with a, with a solution. And that's what they're trying to do now is to get it to a point where they can know how it's spread and how bad it has been spread, but you're going to have it with all the testing, it's going to look terrible. The numbers are going to look horrible. But I think that uh, the uh, health system will pick up and be be up to it, albeit that it's new. And uh, it just to, it, it'll pass. I just don't know when. Nobody really knows when. But I think that the panic is something we've never seen before. I'm not saying it's it's appropriate or not appropriate. I don't know, but it depends on who you ask and what what they what they're doing. I don't know how it is in Canada at this point, but in the United States they've been they're they're on on top of it right now and doing everything that is necessary or available in order to mitigate the catastrophe as far as people dying, being sick, or being handled. Uh, your problem with health workers and appropriate materials and so. You just don't know. It doesn't. It hasn't taken a a route that is, that you can pin it down and say, yeah, this is what happened with polio, or this is what happened with the with with other diseases, scars, or what have you. It's different. And until they basically get get some kind of a handle on it, everybody is is concerned, rightly so. And you're just going to have a uh, fear and and panic. It seems like there's three counteracting effects that need to be balanced here. Number one, to limit the spread of the disease and minimize the number of people that are going to be impacted. That's that's on one leg. Number two, protecting the economy. Because if we you know bring the entire economy to a stop, that could be almost worse than the disease. Yep. And then number three, making sure that the healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed like we've seen in Italy, where their healthcare system is absolutely overwhelmed right now. That's true. And so with it's a delicate balance between it is. those it's, three. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a balance. You have to do uh, what what is appropriate or what they think is appropriate wherever you are in the community, and it varies community by community. It varies country by country. It varies individual states with with counties and in individual states, and they don't have a, a, a basically a, a handle on how many cases are out there that we really have to be concerned about. There are a lot of cases out there which will come up with the symptoms are mild. And if you leave the people at this go home and and stay in as they would, if they had flu, that they will, the, their immune system will come and will kick in and they will be ultimately, they'll be fine. But you don't know how many of them there are. And you don't know when there, there are people that have no symptoms or little symptoms are going to develop into a, a, a full blown catastrophe. You don't know until you get some kind of a, uh, an analysis by, t- by testing. And that's the problem is you need major tests, a major amount of testing 
for people who, who think that they are have the virus or may not have the virus or may have come in contact with somebody and ought to be uh, tested until you there's enough capacity out there to get the answers. My gut reaction, it could be wrong, is there's a tremendous amount of people that are infected by the disease, the, the, by the illness. That doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't mean that they're that they're it's critical. They're going to die or anything. It seems that incidence of the virus, most people, I think it's like they had something like eighty percent have very minor effects. You know, it's a, they're they're out there, but they're not anything serious, overly serious. Not that they have to be hospitalized or they require ventilators or special equipment. But until you get a handle on how many cases are out there and have tested anybody that that comes up with symptoms. Until you have that, you you don't know how big it is, how critical it is, and what has to be done. So when you figure this, I'll prepare for the worst, which is what they're doing. Will it happen? I don't know. You 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 know, it's up to. I don't know the answer to it. But from everything that I've seen or heard that I would uh, put stock in, it's uh it's not as virulent as many other diseases which you have. You'll have people that will get it, get sick, and they will recover. The bulk of them will recover. There will be a few that don't recover and have symptoms and have to go to the hospital. Of that, there will be a certain percentage because of the weakened immune system or whatever where will 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 die, and it's it's terrible. But that's that's what it is. Just so indefinite at this time that it's hard to plan or do anything until the smoke clears. Will it clear? Absolutely. I have no doubt it will clear. Now, because the you don't know how many people have it. How many people don't know how bad it's going to be, well, how it's going to affect you taking all these uh, procedures, basically quarantine and what, with a view towards keeping it from spreading without any control until you get some kind of an idea how many people are out there. Now, that has a, a horrendous effect on business. There's no such thing as business as usual. And everything, uh, the people that, that through no fault of their own are not going to get paid. There are businesses which can't can't afford to pay the, to pay them people. There are businesses which close, which may or may not reopen at a later point. In time. You don't know that what the effect is going to be, and therefore you, you can't say how long is it going to last. Is it going to last? What's it going to be? I can only tell you one thing for the as far as the United States is concerned. Whatever amount of money is required to get this country and the and the the people back on their feet will be spent. How will it be paid, repaid? I don't know, but that's not the issue. It will be spent. In other words, you're going to have, have the, the some they'll have in, impetus to to individual individuals, into the small businesses, big businesses. The airline business will have 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 uh, some type of help, and you also have the uh, the cruise business, which was done. every business that was affected, and there may, many of them, almost all of them were. The effect will have to be mitigated somehow by something the government does and they still do it. I don't think there's any question about that. But when you say, what are they gonna do? How are they gonna do it? I don't know, except I, there's no doubt in my mind that it will be done. So when we finally, when we see the end of this and we'll see the end of it, that uh, you get the reconstruction period and the government will be forthcoming. Well, certainly the White House has been pretty clear about making some very bold- Very clear, very clear. Right. And they've and one of the things that one of the things that's come out anyway is good, is you got away from the federal government telling you everything and saying, hey, 
to the states and to the individual uh, private business, private enterprise, you got a better idea. We'll we'll do it. Forget the red tape. You don't have to come back and do it. At this point, do it. If you can't, if, you, if we need medical supplies and the federal government doesn't have it, get it anywhere you want. So they, they've eliminated a lot of the, the regulations which were meaningful and put in place, but do, do not are not applicable in a case in a case of an emergency. But I, I see, you know, you're going to, you're going to see all kinds of changes that uh, will come up in, in how, how government operates as a result of this. And I don't care whether you're in Canada or whether you're in the United States, you're going to see it. Because now they're going to look and say, wait a minute, oh, we don't want this to happen again. How do we protect? Look, look, in the, look into the future. And there's no doubt in my mind they'll have, they'll, they'll have a, a, as far as the, the disease is concerned, they'll, they'll have a, a, a vaccine. They'll have an antidote before too long. It's not an unknown uh, virus. It's just a, a variation of a virus, which they don't know the effects of. One of the big questions that I think a lot of people are have in their minds is, is this a blizzard or is it a winter economically? Who knows? Who knows? No, economically, let's put it this way. I don't think it, it let's put it this way. It doesn't, I don't know that it makes a difference one way or the other. The question is, when it finally settles down, what will it look like? And that's the question. Is it a blizzard or is it a, uh, a winter? It depends on how long it lasts and the effects which it has. I can tell you it, uh, my personal feeling is whatever monetary effect is going to be can be solved, can be solved and will be, some, will be mitigated or resolved because there's a, everybody's going in the same direction. What's it going to look like when you come out? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how long. Will, will it come out? Yes. But there is a, there's also a, a, a good, not a good side, but I'd say a realistic side on this is that as far as mortgage, mortgages are not going to be foreclosed. They're not going to let people for, be foreclosed and lose their house or lose this. any rent. Any party that doesn't have the money to pay the rent is not going to be evicted. That's not, they're not going to let it happen. The, the government's not going to let it happen. The courts are not going to let it happen. Now, you can go, next question is what happens now to the, the landlord that doesn't get the rent? Well, he's going to stop paying his mortgage or stop paying his bills. And if he stops paying his bills, somebody's going to be hurt. The question is how do they get compensated? I think along the way there'll be money which, available, uh, which will be available or made available for anybody who is having a financial problem that's, as a result of this, which was totally unforeseen. The extent of it is to, is to be seen, but there's no doubt in my mind that it will be forthcoming. If you ask me, ask me if somebody would wanted to invest in real estate at this, this, if you could get some money or you scramble money and you got it, it's a hell of a time to buy because you got panic. The real estate didn't change. The, 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 the atmosphere or the country or what happened in the particular area did change, but there will always be tenants to occupy your houses. Whether no question about it, and there will always be ultimately uh, businesses which will come back and can figure out how to make money. So, it, but you got to have courage to do that. My, uh, what one of the things I would suggest is this is, is is if there is any if you if anyone of your listeners or any and uh, you have an opportunity to refinance your mortgage or loan, borrow as much as you can for as long as you can as long as you have a right to prepay. The banks have plenty of money. It's not a monetary crisis. It's not that. This is not that. This is not not like a, a where they don't have money or they have bad loans. They don't have bad loans. They not mortgage-backed securities, which are they don't have that. If you don't, if you 
don't understand or you can't can't think of what I'm saying. It's just what is the how much do the banks pay you for for your the money you leave there? What are they paying you? Less than one percent? Why? So why are they paying less than one percent? Because the answer is they've got plenty of money, but they can't put it out at a better rate because nobody wants to borrow, so they don't have the opportunity. Yes, they will. People will refinance, and the the, the everything is that, that will be necessary will be backed by the government. They'll give pride, give loans, small business loans, business loans that may that will have interest rates and may or may, may be may or may not be totally repaid at a period of, at a period of time or within a period that anybody now can figure out because it's too indefinite. But having said that, real estate is real estate, and you're going to get a, a, a lot of panic. And if somebody is panicking and you want to go to real estate uh, and you have the courage at that point, I think you, it, 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 it's good. It's going to be good. I don't know when, how soon, or what have you, but the basics are still there. It's still real estate. It's still a business. There's still people that are going to have to be utilizing your product, whatever it may be. Well, I can see a lot of political will to help people pay their rent, to make their mortgage payment, and so on. I don't mm-hmm. see necessarily a lot of political will to help the bond market. And there's a ton of corporate debt in the bond market these days. Could this precipitate and eventually become a credit crisis if the bond market starts to see? No, no the bond market is what will happen. The bonds won't get paid. Bonds won't get paid. What are you going okay. to do? And, and then the cascade effect of that? And at this point now, if they go after the, if they go after the, the corporation, they say, because you're not paying your bonds, that's where the corporation is going to say, well, hey, I can't pay him for the following reasons. And they'll get to get some relief along those lines. I got a, a, a solution, which is draconian to a certain extent. Hey, if it were up to me, I'd cancel all the, all the treasury bonds, which, which China holds. That would wreck China and, and uh, create, create a tremendous effect. All of a sudden, you got billions or trillions of dollars now. And somebody says, yeah, okay, but I'm not paying. What are you going to do? Got very yeah. quiet. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. That would certainly be a, a negotiation tactic. That's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because they have the bulk of the debt. The bulk of the bulk of the treasury bonds are in are in, in Chinese companies. They bought it based on the fact that they were getting a tremendous amount of money. It was where they figured that the United States is the safest place to have their money invested, and they were right. But now, as a result of the pandemic, where are you going to where are you going to invest it? It's all this is worldwide. Where would you take your money and put it? I mean, right now, if I if if if, if, if I said to you, Victor, hey, uh, I got a million dollars to invest, what would you suggest? Uh, maybe buy gold. I don't know. No, what what good is that the answer? That's a great question. How do you know there's going to be a market for gold? How do you know? Gold basically is a fictitious market. It's something that's always been on, but it doesn't have any value except if somebody will buy it or trade it. So I don't know that that necessarily answer, but a lot of a lot. Buying gold, buying silver, or this. Sure, that's a, an answer, but it, I don't think you put it in the same category. Real estate is there, it's not going anywhere. It will always have value. How much value depends on the circumstances of the time, but it will always have value. As long as we have people, they're going to need a place to live, a place to work, a place to eat, and all of these things. There's no question about it. And that can be only done by real estate. And this is, uh, this is not over something that we're talking about from one year. This is tr- over a period of time. If you figure out what the, what you paid for something 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago and figure out what it's worth today, there's a tremendous discrepancy in how how much growth there has been. Part of it's inflation, but part of it also is just the, just the economy and the people necessity. There'll be ups and there'll be downs, but I don't think anything uh, it, 
over a period of time. So calamitous. This is an unforeseen calamity, which nobody had figured, and they they didn't figure it. We can't expect them to figure it, but the, uh, the world will survive. No question. The supermarkets are not going to be closed, but the supermarkets, somehow it's going to be paid, and somehow do it. They're going to make sure that in this in this situation that the people get food and they get paid. It's going to be a bumpy road, but it'll be done. And there's you got the entire the, the, the entire strength of the federal government to get the situation resolved in the easiest possible manner for everybody, albeit it's a very difficult situation and there are a lot of details which have to be taken care of. But they will be. They will be. And everybody just have to be patient. You're not gonna be you're not gonna see people go hungry. You're not gonna see people not gonna be fed. You're not gonna see any of that. Will it be short? Yes. But it will be resolved. There'll be uh, government sets up to say, fine, here's what you do. You need to buy groceries, here's a check for how many groceries you need. Two hundred dollars, here's a check for two hundred dollars. That'll last you for a week or whatever it is. It will the will is there. It's the the technicalities of how it's going to be done are not, but it's there and will be done. It's not something that you have to fear. I'm not going to lose my house. I'm not going to get foreclosed out of my house. I'm not going to end up at that point where I don't have any money. Whether my job comes back, I don't know, but I'll end up being protected until such time as I can get back into the work workforce. Okay. Very good. Not very good. Well, it's about the best we can do under these Okay. That's true. That's true. It's not very good. Well, this George, as always, appreciate your insights and your wisdom. And, and certainly the words from government mirror everything you've said. Uh, the part that I think is not clear in a lot of people's minds is how. What's the mechanism? Is it going to be really available? You don't have it. No, it's not. It's, it don't have it because you don't, they don't, the reason you don't have it is you don't have the you don't know the extent of the problem. So if you don't know the extent of the problem, how do you solve it? For example, when you have the when you, you had the mortgage backed securities that went sour, you knew the extent of the problem. The extent of the problem is good. We're short of, there's a hundred billion dollars worth of mortgages that are underwater. But it was a hundred billion dollars worth of mortgages. That was the extent of the problem. Here because of the, the virus, you don't know the extent of the problem or the problems. That's the until you do know that you can't figure out an appropriate solution. Well, no, you're absolutely you right. And, this is what I would do, but not appropriate. And, and I think President Trump is determined to make sure that this doesn't become his version of Hurricane There's Katrina. No question about right. it. No question. No question about it. He's done everything that he's done. Uh, uh, this turned out as far as I can see to be good. By the way, just as a sidelight, that this when they got all the people, you, all your people that are there, I'm sitting in my dinette the other night, and I get a call, and it says Washington D.C., and I don't know. So I get on, and it says, "Is the voice woman's voice? Is this George Ross?" And I said, "Yes." Who is this? Figuring it's a crank call. She says, "I'm calling for the president of the United States. He wants to talk to you." Whereupon he got on the phone and asked me how my how I was and my wife. How lovely. Hello. You can say a lot about how what you think and certain things. But so, that was basically something that was wanted, just wanted to know how we were because of, and what had happened was he was at a room full of people 
at the time. And somehow, I guess they got to talking about The Apprentice and my name came up and Donald says, I want to said to his secretary, call George. And she didn't even have my cell phone number. So she had to come somebody from the office from Trump organization to get my cell phone number. And he called me on myself. How lovely. Okay. Not that this it shows at this point, there's a, there's a, of humanity there, and in most people, most people are good in a in, when there is an emergency. That's when it really really shows. But they will pull they will pull together. Well, that folks is a perspective from Mr. George Ross on what's happening in our world now with COVID nineteen. I love these conversations with George. He has a point of view unlike anyone else on the planet. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.